All right, welcome to our first episode of MBA Presents Interrogatories with Josh Campson. I'm your host, Josh Campson. Uh, today we have our very first guest, a very special guest. She's the new president of the Montgomery Bar Association, uh, shareholder at Marshall and Dennehy in Philadelphia. Uh, please welcome, I don't know why I said please welcome because there's nobody here, uh, but with us today is Jackie Reynolds. Jackie, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, under duress, I know that the MBA staff kind of uh, tied you down and forced you to come on the podcast here, <laughs> but I, I appreciate you doing that. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Even under duress. <laughs> yeah. So how is, I see that you're at home. Uh, how is that treating you under, in COVID times here? Are you hanging on? Uh, just on the other side of, of insanity. Sure. Um, mostly I'm in my King of Prussia office, which is where I'm based and I'm, I'm home today so that I could, um, donate all my time to you for this oh, okay. podcast. It's not going to be that long. You know, the, the episodes, don't worry, people that are listening, this is not going to be a seven-hour episode. Or maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe it'll be really good, and then we'll just leave it all in. I, I guess I was thinking of depositions, how sometimes they can go much longer than we anticipate. That's true. That's true. So you do uh, litigation, right? I do, yes. And what kind of, what kind of litigation do you do? Mostly medical malpractice, although I do have some premises liability and construction cases. So medical malpractice, so you know a lot of like doctors, nurses, facilities, that kind of thing? I know a lot of clinicians, yes. Okay. And uh, have you been able to get the vaccine yet? No, I'm, okay. I'm with everyone else. I know okay. a number of individuals who have gotten it, but I'm, I'm right there with uh, the masses. So, so I think I'm, able... I'm, yeah, excuse me, I think I'm third tier. Haven't been able to get any friends to kind of like... <laughs> Slide you in, you know, a little a little shot under council table there and, uh, you know, take it back to the bathroom so that you're good to go? No, there, there, there's no... Bummer. Uh, okay, all right. Backroom market for it. Okay, or at least not yet. Um, frankly, there's so many people that don't want to take it. I think uh, it's going to be a long time till that market will make any money if it ever pops up the black uh, vaccine market. So how long... Is, I, you know, I looked at your bio... And I saw that you celebrated 25 years at your firm last year. Is that right? That is correct. In 2020. Correct. So did they have a party? Uh, no. There, there were no parties in COVID-19 uh, era. So there was um, no party. Did you get Just a watch? an internal celebration. No watch either. No anniversary watch. No pen? <laughs> nothing? You get 25 years at a, at a nice firm and they don't even give you a watch? I mean, even a police department will give you a watch. <laughs> no, no, no watches. Nothing. An email? Did, was a, did anybody say, hey, thanks for being here so long? I did get an email. I did, yes. Well, there you go. We have forgotten at our firm to send those emails, so I'm glad to see that uh, other firms do recognize those things when it's been a long term of service. I mean, congratulations. What, what do you think the takeaway has been? 25 years in the trenches at the same firm. Uh, you know, what? how do you do that? I mean, most people I know can last three to five years at one office. What do you think has made you stay? I, it's definitely the individuals I work with. I, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I, I always tell everyone I grew up in the Norristown office, and in the Norristown office, I had a uh, a great uh, number of coworkers that I worked with who were, who were wonderful, and they they made the job fun even if it was eight o'clock at night. And uh, there was always a sense of humor in terms of everything that we did. And I think you need that. You need that release, especially when you're, you know, working on these cases that tend to be a little bit um, uh, stressful. 
you know. So you for those who, who don't know, what kind of cases, you know, when we say you represent doctors and hospitals and things of that nature, what kind of cases are you handling? So medical malpractice cases, cases where there's an allegation that someone has done something wrong. Um, and, and that's kind of the meat and potatoes of your practice, right? Yes, yes. Are Although my seeing... firm does, I, I should say my firm does a lot of other work. They, they do professional, they do uh, construction work. Um, they, they do the whole gambit as a defense litigation firm. Right. I mean, I would, I would, I mean, it's a big firm. I think they do a little bit of everything defense-wise, right? Yes. Okay, so, you know, we've been practicing for the last almost year now under these COVID restrictions. And I'm curious, how do you see the legal landscape changing over the next year in terms of litigation? You know, what changes are going to come about? Is everything just going to be on Zoom? Is that the new normal? Um, or do you think things are going to take a third direction rather than back to where they were before? I think that's a great question, and I, I keep saying I, I wish I had my magic eight ball to, to predict what the future is. So I think here at the MBA, we've been looking at the next six months being virtual, and that uh, I do not believe that's going to change in the next six months. I think thereafter, that's really the big question um, in, in terms of whether we're going to have that herd impact or herd effect and whether individuals are all going to get vaccinated. I think that um, we're going to have to end up with some sort of hybrid in terms of the MBA and even in terms of law firms. I, I think that a lot of individuals have become used to and adept in doing things remotely and that in some situations it's the best way to practice in terms of costs, in terms of time, and in terms of clients. But it, it is a great question and I, I don't have the answer to it. I, I think so it's still up up in the air. From a MBA, Montgomery Bar Association standpoint, what do you think we're looking at for this year? I mean, are we thinking that there's going to be a summer bench bar or a fall meeting or a dinner dance or any of those things? Obviously, I'm not going to, nobody's going to hold you to it. I'm curious what's been, what's been the discussion? Is your year as president going to be uh, the same as your predecessors, essentially an online year? Uh, certainly for the first six months, it's definitely going to be online. Uh, thereafter, we're looking and hoping for some in-person events. We just can't predict that at this point. Um, if we can do some events on a smaller scale, almost like um, like a flash mob meeting, so to speak, where we, you know, we gather a small group of individuals who are um, you know, happy and safe in terms of distancing, we're definitely going to do that. We do have a bench bar conference planned for September. It's the end of September, but it's not written in stone because again, it's gonna be based on our, the health of our members and their comfort level. So it, it may be a mixed bag where we're able to do some things, but not other things. And we're just looking to be able to pivot based on, on the circumstances. But we, we do miss that that uh, interaction with individuals, we do miss that collaboration, we miss that collegiality, and we're hoping to get back to it, and we're hoping our, our members come back in, in full force when we get to that point. When you say come back, do you think that there's been less participation in committees and committee meetings and those kinds of things during uh, the pandemic? 
No, no. When I say come back, I mean come back to the bar building or come back to, you know, one of the country clubs when we have one of our events there. Um, in terms of participation, we've actually been very pleasantly surprised about how many individuals are participating. And certainly when it comes to lunchtime events or early evening events, we, we've certainly had, um, you know, not, I, would, I don't want to say record numbers, but certainly a lot of individuals who are coming because it is easy, you know, if you're at your desk or if you're at home to simply put your, your work aside and then turn on your Zoom and, and be present at a meeting and then go back. You don't have that transportation from office to the Bar Association and back. Yeah. I mean, would you say it seems to me attendance has gone up? at committee meetings. Is that what you're seeing? Yes. I, I'm, I'm just reluctant to use the word record numbers because I, I, at some I point someone's going to use a number. Someone's going to fact check me. I pull the number and fact check. You know, I'm not going to send this to the Washington Post. They're not going to, you're not going to get any Pinocchios. I think it's safe to say that it's easier to sign on to a Zoom lunch than it is to show up to Norristown. So I, I think for some individuals, yes. But I, I also think that you know, you miss that collegiality of, of having those side conversations and seeing someone and meeting with someone and talking to them before or after a meeting. What we've also been doing is having committees collaborate. So we've been doing joint events where two committees will get together and host an event. For example, we have a, a webinar, which is Connections in the Virtual World, which is being hosted by both the Women in the Law Committee and the Small Firm and Solo Practitioner uh, Committee. And you're gonna have more individuals when you have two committees joining together. And it's also open up to all the members. So the other piece of it is that we do have committees collaborating to present events, and then we're opening it up to the entire membership, which is also increasing the numbers. Right. Easier to get more people in a room, not as fun because you can't have those side conversations and work out your cases at the bar building, essentially. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I'm, I'm looking forward to when we can uh, be back in person safely, that's for sure. So when did you guys go back to the office, at least, you know, on a skeleton crew over there in King of Prussia? I believe we went back either end of May or early June. So you didn't have a ton of time uh, locked down in your house to create bread or um, arts and crafts projects or things of that nature, it sounds like? No, I, I, I did not. I, there was a lot of meal preparation and there was a lot of suggestions about potential meal preparations. That was really what um, my extracurricular time was, was spent on. So you didn't pick up any new hobbies? You didn't do anything uh, new during COVID lockdown time in the spring? I, you I didn't did learn to crochet, <laughs> bake bread, make kombucha. No, no. Between, be, I will say, between work and you know that meal preparation, there wasn't a lot of extra time. I did do a lot of cleaning out and straightening out, much to my go. husband's annoyance. You know, in, in most of the stuff that was going. So you did some house cleaning, and then how many mouths are you feeding over there? You have kids. I do. I do. So four uh, or five with me. There's five in our family. So three kids. Yes. Okay. And are these young kids or I have boy, kids? A boys, a, uh, teenage boys. Ah. Oh, one, one adult. One adult boy. Hence all the need for all the meal planning. Yes. Okay. And, 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 and you, the co commentary about the meal yes, planning. <laughs> yes. And were you able to bring in enough food during the lockdown to keep them fed? Or did you have to like murder any of your neighbors? <laughs> no, there wasn't anything of that. But I, I will say that there were daily meal deliveries from the local supermarkets 
Oh, and pickup. I, I did do a bunch of pickups. What's your supermarket of choice? Are you a giant person? Are you a Waggies? I, I will tell you, we actually hit all of them. Nice. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, yeah. We, we, we hit uh, Walmart, Wegmans, Giant, um, Whole Foods, Amazon. And I'm Wherever not kidding. you can get the delivery hit. slot. Yes. Yeah. And what are you doing now? Are you going back to the supermarket or are you still on delivery? No, we're on uh, delivery or pickup. Nice. Yeah, it is convenient, that's for sure. Yes, yes. And everyone can sign on to your, your grocery list and pick what they want. Oh, so is that what you do in your family? Everyone has the log on and they add stuff to the list and the next thing you know, you've got 25 pounds of Doritos? <laughs> yes, how did you or know? Do you, or do you get the final, do you go through at the end and put in the final yes, no? Yes, how I much usually, ice cream does one family need? Right, I usually knock down the 25 pounds of Doritos to maybe about 20 pounds. I have a few questions here that are going to be kind of, um, I'm not going to say lightning round questions, but a few, you know, that I want your opinion on. First one, Oxford comma, yes or no? I'm sorry, Oxford comma, yes or no? Yeah, do you use the, do you use and or require your office to use the Oxford comma? I have to tell you, I have no idea what an Oxford comma is. Well, we'll either leave this out or, take, or keep it in, we'll see. <laughs> the Oxford comma is the third comma in a series. So, um, John, Josh, comma, and Jackie went to the store. Oh, yeah. Versus... I, then I, yep. Yeah, we, no, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to end the interview now, but that was the wrong answer, just so you know. So, you are supposed to do a comma after the second name and before the end? Well, it depends on who you ask. It's, it's, you know, in very... But you in, subscribe to the... I subscribe to that, yeah. I mean, in nerdier circles, it is a very hotly debated topic. The New York Times does not use the Oxford comma, uh, but I believe the Supreme Court does. And there are cases about, was there a comma, was there not? What's the difference? Does it determine the meaning of the clause? We're really in the weeds now. We are really in some nerdy stuff now. All right, Let, let's cut. Yeah. Uh, let's cut that one out. <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. That was great. The Oxford comma. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be asking everyone. We're taking a poll. This is my way of um, advancing my pro Oxford comma agenda. That's the whole reason I signed up to host this podcast. So, don't worry about that. We're gonna we're gonna tilt the tide on that. Um, what's something you get wrong almost every time you? Do? I'm sorry. What, What's something you get wrong almost every time you try to do it? Uh, you know what? It's the, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have anything. You never get something wrong? Look, at that's very impressive. Is your husband home? Can we ask him <laughs> for his opinion on this? Well, he, you know what he's going to say? It's my, my rice water uh, ratio for my rice maker. Okay. All right. And he thinks every time it's too much water or too little water? No, I always have to check, it, it, you know, is it, is it an equal ratio or is it a two to one ratio? But then you do it right. And then I do it right. Yes. But it, it's always a question in my mind, you know. Is there a book that you recommend to people that if someone says to you, oh, I'm, you know, I want to get a book, oh, you should pick up this book. Maybe not necessarily your favorite book, but something that you would recommend to people. I, you know, the last book I read uh, was The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, which I very much liked. Okay. And are you recommending, are you watching any good TV shows at the moment? What's your TV show recommendation? 
I finished uh, Schitt's Creek, which um, was hysterical. That was a good, that was a right answer. Okay, so we're doing okay. That was a great show. Um, did you have a favorite character in that show? I I, I loved Moira, and I, I loved I loved all the I loved Moira. I loved David. Um, I loved them all. They were they were all unique and very very funny characters. Do you want to try an impersonation of any of the characters? No. <laughs> do you want to, Do you want to give us an ooh, David? Just one. You don't have to. No. That's Would okay. you? Do you want to do the ooh, David? Ooh, David. <laughs> That's Alexa. That's Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what is the weirdest text message you've ever received? Probably something from one of my kids, and I can't remember. I probably blocked it. Mentally blocked it. Gone. You don't have the, the real estate up there to keep track of it. Uh, what is the weirdest tradition your family has? I, I can't think of a single, uh, I, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. You don't have any family traditions like on Christmas or Hanukkah or um, around the holidays or for birthdays? Nothing that's weird, no. I, I don't think we have any weird traditions. We, we have traditions that everyone hates. Um, like what? <laughs> uh, you, my, uh, it's my tradition. I like to go for walks. So Mother's Day, the, the tradition, except for this past year, obviously, was that we all walk for breakfast um, to a like local place in Ambler. you make them walk in, in order to be for I, breakfast? Yes, we, we take a walk to Ambler, we have breakfast, and then we walk home, and that's their gift to me. And they, that's, um, that's their gift. So I, I, like to, I try to get them to walk on holidays, and um, that's our big tradition. That it's really a something that they don't like to do as opposed to a weird tradition. And where do you go to eat in Ambler? Um, there's a bunch of restaurants that we go to, um, but for the Mother's Day, it's Sweetbriar. Every time, that's the whole, that's the tradition. You walk, you go to Sweetbriar, have your brunch, walk home. Yes. Or do they Uber home? No, they've tried that, but they're not permitted. <laughs> Nice. They're very ingenious when it comes to things like that. Do you have any superstitions? No. Nothing you do like the night before a trial? For instance, I throw up before every podcast I record just to like get it out of my system. <laughs> I threw up, you know, because I don't, I don't know if you threw up because you were nervous before you came on here, but you don't do anything like uh, wear the same socks all week of trial uh, or wear your uh, hair a certain way the whole time or only wear a bow tie. <laughs> who is that person who always yeah. wears that bow tie? Um, I, you know, I have favorite suits that I wear and I, I will traditionally start out with, yes. I, I don't know if I'd call them a, a superstition, but yes, I have uh, certain, I have three suits that I traditionally wear day one, day two, day three. What is something that people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Um, this is, sounds kind of terrible, but video games. Another wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> Is, is that is that your kids that are obsessed with them, or is your husband, you know, a big Call of Duty fan? No, no, this is my kids. This is my kid. My husband doesn't play video games, but there's a lot of people. Isn't there some? There's like games people play on their phones that are they're obsessed with. That is true. So that was the that wrong answer. What I'm trying to think, what else people are obsessed I'm only with? I'm that because uh, you know I I'm not a video game addict because I haven't been able to play any since having kids, but I used to love video games when I had the time for it. 
Uh, but you I know, what's a totally reasonable answer. Yeah, something else. You know, people. You know, people are obsessed with binge watching TV, and that's something I don't do. I don't watch a lot of TV, but um, you know, I'll watch Shit's Creek. But I think it took me. I know individuals who it took maybe a day or two days to, to go through the whole series. And I think it was a year and a half maybe uh, for me to get through the whole series. I'll, I'll watch a one show, you know, once a week or once twice a week, something like that. So you're kind of a one episode at a time. You're not sitting down on a Sunday and watching for four hours. No. Oh, it's good to know. Uh, <laughs> last, last question. Did you make any, purchases during the lockdown uh, that either you regret or that were ridiculous? Other than those 20 pounds of Doritos? Correct. Uh, Other than the Doritos. (laughs) No. No exercise, overpriced exercise equipment or um, face masks that ended up being garbage or anything like that? No, I'm not a big shopper uh, for stuff like that. How about the other people in your house? Did anything, any Amazon packages arriving that you're like, what the hell is this? On a daily basis. <laughs> okay. Right. Who's the shopper in your house? The kids hu- or the husband? My husband. Right. And does he have one of those mats that says, you know, please, Amazon, please hide these uh, packages from my wife? <laughs> no, but I think if I mentioned it to him, he'll want to get one. Well, maybe he'll listen to the podcast. Maybe he won't. And then that's something he can pick up uh, on Etsy or somewhere. We'll see. Well, hey, Jackie, I appreciate it. Our time is just about up here. Um, I'm assuming people, if they want to contact you, can find you on the Marshall Dennehy website. And I'm guessing you don't have any social media that you uh, would like to plug. No No. TikTok handle or uh, YouTube channel. No. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining us. I think it's been a good first episode. And, uh, you know, hopefully I will see you in person soon. Same here. Same here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Interrogatories with Josh Campson. This podcast is a production of the Montgomery Bar Association in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Views expressed during the podcast are those of the participants and not their employers or the Montgomery Bar Association. No content in this podcast should be construed as legal advice. For more information, visit us at montgomerybar.org.